The Bradford Exchange presents The Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blast off. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Welcome, everyone, to episode 27 of the Classic Radio Theater. Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the Classic Radio Theater, featuring programming from the golden age of radio. This time, we'll hear two comedy episodes of Duffy's Tavern, starring Ed Gardner. We'll begin after this short break. Managing a fly-infested dive of a tavern that had pretensions to being something much more was a weekly struggle for Archie, the barkeep of Duffy's Tavern. His unhappy conversations with his boss, Duffy, who was an absentee owner, occurred over the telephone at the beginning of each episode. Miss Duffy, Duffy's man-hungry daughter and would-be singer, warned the gullible Archie of the evils of get-rich-quick schemes and made fun of his attempts to compete against other taverns in New York City. The resulting sitcom was hilarious and hugely popular. Created by Ed Gardner, who also played the role of Archie, the weekly comedy featured Eddie Green, a wisecracking porter who often managed to get the upper hand. Other tavern regulars included the dim-witted Finnegan and Clancy the Cop, proved that intellectual discussions would never get beyond the first grade level. Writer Abe Burroughs, whose son James Burroughs created the sitcom Cheers, gave Archie license to misuse and mangle the English language in every episode, as well as deliver brilliant malapropisms. The highlight of the show, and what helped make it so successful, was the weekly guest spot. Hollywood celebrities would, for various reasons, drop in from time to time to discover that the rumors were true. The tavern was beyond any assistance. Exchanges were peppered with offensive barbs, and no celebrity was immune to Archie's sarcasm. Listeners tuned in each week from 1940 until 1951 just to hear their screen favorites insulted on the air. Time now for the first of two comedy episodes of Duffy's Tavern. In this first episode, Archie converts the tavern into a club for actors, and movie star Vincent Price drops by to check it out. Here's Duffy's Tavern starring Ed Gardner as Archie. NBC's All-Star Festival of Comedy, Music, Mystery, and Drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television, and by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, neuralgia. Here we go, friends, to Duffy's Tavern with our guest, Vincent Price, and starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner.
Hello, Duffy's Tavern. Where do you eat meat to eat? Archie the man you're speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Hey, uh, guess who's coming down tonight? One of the finest actors of our day, Duffy. No. Not Dustin Farnham. <laughs> no, not Hobart Bosworth. <clears throat> Duffy, I said our day, not yours. <laughs> it's Vincent Price, Duffy. You know the guy, he plays the hate interest in them uh, psychopathical murder dramas. <laughs> you know, he's always the louse. Uh, <laughs> pictures, uh, you know, when, when Price says, I think I'll take the head off, he ain't talking about a beer. <laughs> yeah, that's all them dirty, nasty characters, though, in a real suave manner, sort of a soft-spoken loud mouth. <laughs> With that, you know, that, that sweet, soothing kind of a voice. You don't know whether you should listen to it or pour it on a waffle. <laughs> but in person, Duffy, he's different. He's every inch a gentleman uh, with lots of savoir-faire, you know, the type of a guy you, you just know that he looks dignified in his long underwear. <laughs> and how's the crowd here? Oh, it's the usual after-the-night-court crowd. <clears throat> huh? Well, look, I got an idea how we can swank up the place if you listen. Well, look, Duffy, who are the biggest spenders? Actors, see? And it's obvious why. You see, actors never have any dough. But they don't want nobody to know it. So, ergo, they spend it like mad. <laughs> Yeah, well, my idea is to turn this joint into an exclusive private club where only actors can be members, see, like the Lambs Club. Yeah, well, we'll get Vincent Price and call it the Hams Club. <laughs> All right, I'll call you back, Duffy. <clears throat> hey, Eddie, uh, now look, I want this club to be different. Now, the first thing we do is to drill one of them peak holes in the door, huh? Well, why does this hole in the wall need a hole in the door? Eddie, every club's got one uh, So that, that sort of management can look out And see that nobody gets in But bona fide members Well, now, Mr. Archie How are you going to get any actors to join this club? By signing up Vincent Price You see, Eddie, we've built a better mousetrap here But in order to catch the right mice We have to bait the trap with the proper piece of cheese <laughs> Namely, Vincent Price. Uh, Mr. Archie, uh, what could a man like Mr. Price do in a dump like this? All the things he's accustomed to. Not if he's uh, accustomed to breathing. <laughs> okay, so we'll air condition a joint. We tried that once, and you remember what happened? What? There, we crawled back into the bottle. <laughs> this time, we'll hold it out with pliers. <clears throat> now, what else do we need for the club? Oh, yeah, we'll need a game room. Game room? Yeah, that back room where we keep the pig's feet. Yeah, that's pretty gamey, all right. <laughs> yes, Miss Duffy? I want to ask you something very important. What is it? If a fella says, Dearest beloved, I love you more than the sun, the moon, the stars, more than life itself, be mine, beautiful Miss Duffy, be mine. Is that committing himself? Well, uh, yes and no What do you mean, yes and no? Yes and no guy in his right mind would say it 
Well, it so happens that it was said to me by my boyfriend, Rodney Maximilian Haybinder. Mm. Miss Duffy, you still interested in that bum? Bum? You heard me. Archie, it so happens that at Barnaby's Barber College, Rodney is the only one to hold a safety award. Really? A safety award? Yes. He's the one man in his class that they trust to singe sideburns without the professor standing by with a fire extinguisher. What'd they give him for the reward? A hot towel with his name lathered on it? Are you kidding, Miss Duffy? This guy really goes to a barber college? You think I run around with illiterates? Here, look at this letter. Let me see. Darling Miss Duffy, I thought about you all today at shaving class. Look, this letter is a little too mushy for me. <laughs> Maybe you better read it. What happened to him at shaving class? Well, let's see. Um, so, dearest, the professor gave me four demerits just for a tiny nick a customer noticed on his earlobe. And, darling, I'm really surprised he noticed it as the earlobe was on the floor at the time. <laughs> then, in my confusion, I made matters even worse by giving the customer somebody else's earlobe. <laughs> I don't know what kind of a barber this guy is, but he certainly writes beautiful love letters. Miss <laughs> huh? Duffy, you know, you're really a lucky girl. It's a lucky thing that the guy didn't go to a guillotine college. <laughs> Customers be walking around without heads. Uh, hello, Arch. Oh, hiya, Finnegan. Oh, hello, Finnegan. Good evening, Miss Duffy. My, you look pretty. Thank you, Finnegan. Every day you look better. Yesterday you looked better than the day before, and today... Yeah, you look like the morning after. Well, thank you. Oh, don't mention it. See, Arch, I hear you're starting a new club. That's right. Is it going to have dames in it? No, Fanny, no dames. It's going to be strictly non-sextarian. <laughs> so, so in that case, I think I'll just stick to the YWCA. Finnegan, the YWCA is for women only. It is? Yeah. No wonder they keep throwing me out of the steam room. <laughs> Look, Finnegan, the, the club that I'm going to have here is just going to be for actors, but if you'd like to join, I'll use my influence to get you in. No, thanks, Arch. I'm too particular. What do you mean, particular? You think I'd join a club that takes people like me? I think you got a point there, Finnegan. Besides, I, I belong to too many clubs already. What clubs do you belong to? Oh, the Lonely Hearts Club, the Al Flairden for President Club. Uh, that was disbanded, by the way. Nobody told me why. <laughs> oh, then I belong to the Book of the Month Club. You belong to the Book of the Month Club? Yeah. I have a special membership. They just sent me the pictures. That's a very good club, that Book of the Month Club. Uh, do you attend their meetings? It's a funny thing, Arch. They don't have meetings. Really? Nope. No meetings, no parties, no ball team. Personally, I think the whole thing is a scheme to sell books. <laughs> Would you like to have some fun? Why don't you go over to that stove in the kitchen and stick your head in the oven? Maybe your brains will expand. Good idea, Arch. 
I'll set the oven for a slow broil. Yeah. And every five minutes, I'll come in and baste you. Now, Eddie, did you start fixing up the game room? Not yet. Well, when you do, I got a terrific idea. See, we'll, we'll get a dartboard and some darts so that the actors can really have a lot of fun with themselves. Uh, how? We'll cover the dartboard with pictures of their agents. <laughs> Here's a word from RCA Victor. I suppose we all wonder sometimes what it would feel like to be a king. Well, now we can all find out so far as our home entertainment is concerned. If you had 100% royal blood, you still couldn't buy a finer home entertainment unit than RCA Victor's magnificent new television radio phonograph combinations. Yes, they're yours for a commoner's money. There are combinations to give you five of the latest and greatest in RCA Victor entertainment. AM radio plus FM radio plus two automatic record changers to play all record speeds plus million-proof television proven in over a million American homes. But because they share a single tone system, RCA Victor's incomparable golden throat and a single cabinet of masterpiece quality, these five instruments together cost you far, far less than you'd pay for comparable instruments separately. Choose your combination soon at your RCA Victor dealers. And humble greetings to your royal family as you rule your empire of entertainment. Every man, woman, and child of you, a king. Well, Eddie, the game room looks pretty good here, except for one thing. Uh, what's that? I don't think our more conservative members will like this picture of September morn. Tell you what you do. Uh, what? Put a hatchet in her hand, and we'll call it Custer's Last Stand. <laughs> now, let's see. What else does the club need? Uh, uh, members. Members? Oh, don't worry, Eddie. With Vincent Price joining up, we'll have all the actors from Hollywood dropping in. Well, if they're going to drop, this is the place to do it. <laughs> hello? <clears throat> oh, hello, Duffy. You've been thinking it over and you want to join the actors' club? Duffy, you an actor? You get strange fright when you have to call out your floor in a crowded elevator. <laughs> but, Duffy, I'm telling you, the place is strictly for actors. Now, look, holler and take it off for the burlesque show. Don't make you no actor. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll compromise you. I'll, uh, I'll make you the chairman of a membership committee. But remember, no fair blackballing guys just because they ain't Irish. Okay, Duffy. Now, Eddie, I got to get this dart game set up. Uh, where's the pictures of them agents? Right here. Yeah, the agents' pictures. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they ain't going to be easy targets. Why not? Even in the pictures, their eyes keep shifting back and forth. <laughs> Wait a minute, Eddie. Eddie, did you notice that? Uh, what? A dart just hit that agent right in the middle of his package. Well, then our first actor must be here. He is the spotlight, if you please. Well, it's Vincent Price. <laughs> well, good evening, Mr. Price. Uh, believe me, W, welcome to this distinction establishment. And furthermore... Thank you, Archie, and uh, may I say... Just a minute. 
Leave me further, say, Mr. Price, that seldom have we behooved such an august presentiment to these confines. And further besides... Now, Archie, if you don't mind, I'd like to... Please. <clears throat> I ain't through. The man is in love with the sound of his own voice. <laughs> now, let me see. Oh, and feel assured, Mr. Price, that your visit is a bereavement from which we will not soon recover. <laughs> Is anything you desire or call? There's just one thing I would like. What? An edgewise. An edgewise? Yes, yeah, so I can put a word in. <laughs> okay, what's the word? Goodbye. Goodbye, but you just got here. Can you think of a better time to leave? Leave, but you ain't had anything to eat yet. What? Eat here in this moldy mocambo? I'd sooner die. There is no sooner way. <laughs> Quiet, Eddie. Well, Vincent, I'm glad I'm finally meeting up with you, you know, especially after so many of our friends have said that we resemble each other. <laughs> our uh, friends say that? Yeah, yeah, lots of them. Uh, then let us be known by our enemies. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Glad to see that you're a philosopher about it, Benson. <laughs> I didn't get sore, neither. <laughs> but, you know, as I look at the both of us, I, I can see the resemblance. <laughs> Take our belts. We're about the same height, and, uh, what do you weigh? About 190. Well, there you got about 90 pounds on me. <laughs> Of course, me shoulders is a little narrower than yours. Oh, Archie, they only seem narrower because your ears stick out so far. <laughs> well, that's logical. But you believe me, Vincent, you darken me up a little, give me an hour with a curler, dab a little makeup on me, and I'd look enough like you to spit at your image. <laughs> but there's one way in which you and me is different. Huh? Thank heavens for that. What is it? Addiction. Oh, yes, of course. Our addiction. Yeah, yours is lousy. <laughs> yeah, me, I, I like to use big words, you know? Big words, huh? Yeah. Well, I can think of one right now. Oh, yeah? What's yours? I hesitate to tell you. <laughs> I bet I can think of an even longer one. <laughs> In fact, I started using big words the minute I learned how to talk. Uh, how old were you when you learned how to talk? Nineteen. <laughs> See, and by that time, I was already in college. <laughs> you went to college? How do you think I got so cultured? <laughs> you are cultured? You don't believe it? Recite some Shakespeare to me. I'll show you how intelligent I can look. <laughs> I, um, I doubt it, Archie, but you arouse my curiosity. Very well. He jests at scars that never felt a wound. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Hey, Arch. Yeah, Finnegan. Who's the mushmouth? <laughs> What's the matter? You sore because someone stole your forehead?
my arch. Can I punch this guy in the nose? Please, no. <laughs> Just reply in a gentlemanly manner that you never had a forehead. Okay. Look, bud, I never had a forehead. Arch, now can I punch him in the nose? Vinny, please, no fisticuffs. Mushmouth here happens to be a gentleman. Uh, perhaps I'd better introduce you. Vincent Price, uh, Clifton Finnegan. Highbrow, no brow. Okay, bud, let's, let's shake hands and be friends. Isn't there a more sanitary way? <laughs> Remember you? I seen you in that picture, the three mosquitoes. Mm. And again, that's the three musketeers, not mosquitoes. Oh, yeah? I seen it in an open-air movie in Jersey. <laughs> oh, and I thought all that slapping was applause. Finnegan, next time you go to an open-air movie, instead of popcorn, you better take DDT. It don't work, Arch. What's wrong with it? Stuff tastes lousy. Uh, did you ever try citronella with a scoop of ice cream? Hey, bud, ain't you a little nuts? Look, Vincent, you'll have to excuse Finnegan. You see, just before he was born, his mother had a bad case of fright. Well, what happened? His father walked into the room. <laughs> well, at least you met the guy. <clears throat> Oh, good heavens, he's back in a week. <laughs> oh, now, Vince, this, this is Miss Duffy, man's best friend. Well, Miss Duffy, I, I can't tell you how happy it makes me to have this opportunity of meeting you. This guy's a better actor than I thought he was. Oh, shut up, Archie. Oh, Mr. Price. Yes? I'm not doing anything tonight. That does not surprise me. You didn't give me a chance to finish. He was hoping he wouldn't give you a chance to start. Archie, please. What I was wondering, Mr. Price, is whether you would like a date with me tonight. Oh, but Miss Duffy, what about my wife? I'll let her get her own date. Oh, but I, I can't possibly go out tonight. Why not? Just look at this horrible haircut some idiot gave me. Barber <laughs> college job if I ever seen one. What'd the guy do, cut it or chew it off? Oh, Archie, that's not the worst part. I also got a shave and just look at these earlobes. What about them? They don't match. <laughs> who caused all that trouble for Rodney. Look, Miss Duffy, please. Someone would like to see you outside. Who? Me. <laughs> get out of here. Now, Vincent, leave us get to the point. We're turning Duffy's into a high-class actors club, you see, very ulterior. And uh, we'd like you to be the first member. The first and only? Well, not the only member. After you find out how wonderful and exclusive the club is, we'll... Naturally, expect you to suck in some of your friends. Well, what do you say to our new lambs club? Bye. 
you suffer from pains of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia, you should discover what many thousands have known for years, that Anison brings incredibly fast, effective relief. Anison is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anison contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in easy-to-take tablet form. Probably at some time, you've received an envelope containing Anison tablets from your physician or dentist. Thousands of people have been introduced to Anison this way. Try Anison yourself the next time you suffer from the pains of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. You'll be delighted at how quickly relief can come. Anison is spelled A-N-A-C-I-N. Your druggist has Anison in handy boxes of 12 and 30 tablets and economical family-sized bottles of 50 and 100 for your medicine cabinet. Ask for Anison today. No kidding, Vince. This club's going to be wonderful. Just picture a warm, luxurious room, a roaring hearth. In the fireplace. <laughs> Low lights, you know, and, and soft dive-ins. Them little day-beds. <laughs> uh, pictures of great actors hanging on a wall. Edwin Booth, Sarah Bernhardt, Richard Mansfield, Abbott and Costello. <laughs> Maury Amsterdam. <laughs> All of them. What about my picture? Your picture, yeah. I think I have the very place to put it. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, you ain't heard me out. We'll hang it in a place of honor. Under the pig's feet. Under them? Don't I even get top billing? Why should you? After all, don't forget the pig's feet have been here longer than you have. Well, what do you say? Will you join if I can get you in? Well... Good. Uh, oh, just excuse me. Hello? Hello, Duffy. Uh, we got good tidings. Uh, Vincent Price wants to join the club. What? Duffy, I can't do that. No, you can't with a guy like Price. Okay. Mr. Price. What? The chairman of the membership committee desires you to audition. Audition? Yeah. You see, this club is only for actors, and the chairman has certain doubts. Well, hasn't he seen any of my pictures? That's what gave him the doubts. <laughs> Tell him to go soak his head. Right now, he's too busy with his feet. <laughs> now, what do you say? Will you give the audition? I'm sorry, I can't. Why not? Well, as I said, if I auditioned for that horrible Duffy, I'd be a bigger ham than I think I am, and I, I couldn't be. <laughs> Don't worry, you are. <laughs> uh, so what do you say? Duffy's listening. Well, all right. I'll, I'll start off with a recitation. Good. Uh, why don't you give him a little of that Shakespeare, huh? Very well. Uh, <clears throat> uh, to be or not to be, that is the question. Hold it, Vince. Well? Okay, Duffy. Not to be. <laughs> Look, uh, Vince, uh, don't you know no songs or... What, jokes? Y yes, I, I know some jokes. Well, go ahead and spring one. Duffy likes jokes. Oh, well, very well. Here's a very funny one. Uh -huh. <laughs> Great so far. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> well, it goes like this, you see. A, a little boy left his home, and he didn't come back for six years. Uh-huh. Uh, when he returned, he knocked on the door, and his mother said, Hello, Cookie. So the little boy said, Why do you call me Cookie? And the mother answered, I call you Cookie because you've been a wafer so long. <laughs> for so long. Do you get it, Archie? <laughs> I got it, but I don't think it's going to stay with me. <laughs> well, I know an even funnier one. Impossible. How does this one go? Well, it goes like this. Uh, Pat says to Mike, he says, um, I just received a letter from my sister. She must be very ill. So Mike says to Pat, Really? How do you know? So Pat replies, Well, she started the letter by saying... I'm in Chicago, sick. Archie, I'm afraid I messed it up. I should have said, I'm in Chicago, ill. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Price, at, uh... Just happens that that joke just reached Chicago dead. <laughs> uh, better tell another one, Vincent, but uh, not quite so funny this time. Uh, I, I don't want to split me spleen. <laughs> uh, well, Archie, do you, do you think Duffy knows the one about the woman who says, um, I just bought a dog, and the man says, Spit? And the woman says, Nobody drools a little. <laughs> Hello? Okay, Duffy. Well, Vince, so much for jokes. What else can you do? Well, I I can sing a bit. You can sing, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, take a try at it. Well, very well. Stand back now. You made me what I am today. I hope you're satisfied. You dragged and dragged me down until the hope within me died. You shattered each and every dream. You fooled me from the start. The curse of an Hello? What? Well, how would you like to be standing right here next to it? Huh? Okay, I'll tell him. Uh, Mr. Price. Yes? The chairman of the membership committee has decided... Your case in the affirmative. You're out. <laughs> Furthermore, the chairman has asked me to dissolve the club, so you have earned a rare distinction, Mr. Price. Well, what do you mean? This is the first time in history that an entire club has resigned from a member. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening.
Listen again next week, friends, to Duffy's Tavern, the Friday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television, and by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. Listen tomorrow evening for The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall, the Saturday night feature of the All-Star Festival. Next, it's William Bendix in The Life of Riley on NBC. And that's Duffy's Tavern, starring Ed Gardner with special guest Vincent Price from January 5th, 1951. Also in the cast, Hazel Shermit, Frank Wilson, and Sid Raymond with Harwood Hull announcing as heard on NBC. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the master recordings. I have more than 100,000 original radio episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our Classic Radio Club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding classic radio shows sent directly to you each month, along with detailed liner notes and photos of the stars. You'll receive your first 10 classic radio episodes for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. I'll have another comedy episode of Duffy's Tavern for you, this time with guest Shelley Winters after this short break. Welcome back to the Classic Radio Theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. This time, Archie receives an unsigned Valentine card and suspects it was sent by the lovely movie actress Shelley Winters. When she drops by the tavern, Archie tries to convince her that he's rich, so she'll marry him. Here's Duffy's Tavern, starring Ed Gardner as Archie. It's Duffy's Tavern, the Friday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by Chesterfield, the cigarette that has for you mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste. The cigarette that brings you Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. By the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headaches, neuritis, neuralgia. And by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. And now here we go, friends, to Duffy's Tavern with our guest, Shelley Winters, and starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Duffy's Tavern, where do you late meet the Archie, to mind you speaking, Duffy ain't here. Oh, look, Duffy, you sound mad. What's wrong? When you answered the doorbell this morning, you was wearing Mrs. Duffy's bathrobe. Well, what's wrong with that? The milkman kissed you, huh? <laughs> well, what happened? Did you slug the guy? 
Oh, if he's been kissing Mrs. Duffy, he's had punishment enough. <laughs> you still mad? You think you'll come down here to cool off? Duffy, tonight the tavern ain't no place to cool off. <laughs> Shelly Winters is coming down. Yeah, Winters is the name, Duffy, but it really should be Summers, you know. <laughs> The way she raises a guy's temperature. <laughs> what she look like? Uh, well, you know, I told you about the temperature. And, uh, with the sweat pouring down into your eyes, you can't get a good look. <laughs> she's a very versatile dame, Duffy, you know. She acts on a stage, she's in the movies, and sings in musical comedies, and she's packed to the hilt with talent. <laughs> Brother, what a hilt. <laughs> Also a sensational pair of gams. <laughs> yes, sir, with them legs, she's made more successful crossings than Pan American Airways. <laughs> well, look, I got work to do, Duffy. I'll call you back. Oh, Yasha. Yasha. Where is that Yasha Panya Slavne? How do you do? <laughs> Tell me, Yasha, did, uh, yes? did any letters or mail come in today? Like an avalanche. Oh, well, let me see the mail. Hey, hey, these personal letters are mine. They've been opened. I can read them closed. <laughs> Yasha, it might have been personal correspondence from a dame, you know. I don't want you to be reading me private mail. Okay, my boss. Or may I call you Cuddles? But opening somebody else's letters, how can you do such a thing? How? Yeah. Susie, I am holding them over a tea kettle. <laughs> by the by, here is one letter that I'm thinking you will find extremely interesting. What, uh, Billy Do from a female admirer? No, Billy Do overdue from the gas company. <laughs> Oh, uh, what does it say? Unless you pay your bill immediately, you will hear from our attorneys. Yeah, throw it away. What's the next letter? From their attorneys. <laughs> oh, yeah, their attorneys, huh? Yeah. Well, they can't scare me into paying their dirty bills. If I don't pay them, what can they do to me? What's the next letter? It's from Sing Sing. <laughs> Last, some social correspondence. Well, it's from my old friend Nitro McNulty. Oh, what did he say? What does he say? Let me see. Dear Archie, planning to escape. Meet me outside of Main Wall in automobile and bring my wife. Signed Nitro. P.S. Bring along another girl for me. Signed the warden. <laughs> Let's get to the next letter. I wonder who this is from. Uh, it's from, uh, from Peaches Latour, the striptease. But you didn't open it. How do you know it's from Peaches Latour, the striptease? The stamp is peeling off. <laughs> Give me that letter. Let's see. Hey, you're wrong. It ain't a letter. It's a valentine. A valentine. <laughs> hey, let's see. Love to you, my sweetheart mine. Will you be my valentine? I'll be yours if you'll be mine. To you from me, 
from swine to swine. <laughs> it does not say that, Yashi. I'm afraid you're just jealous. Me jealous? Me jealous. <laughs> I am also having a girl writing me letters. Writing you letters? Yes. Every day she is wanting to see me. She is calling me on the telephone. She is writing me letters, always wanting to see me. Fortunately, I put a stop to it. How? I let her see me. <laughs> That's one way of killing the goose. Now, uh, let me see. Who could have sent this valentine? Uh, oh, Miss Duffy. Yes, Archie. Miss Duffy, did you send me a valentine? Isn't there a name on it? No, no signature. It's just uh, unanimous. <laughs> let me see. Hmm. Looks like some dame is out to marry me, but... She's too ashamed to sign her name. Archie, you're being silly. A valentine like that ain't being personal. What do you mean? Look at it. It's printed. If so, a marriage license is just printed, too. <laughs> Facto, don't tell me about dames. All they ever think about is getting married. Believe me, I made a study of them. Then how come you keep taking them out? Research. <laughs> But they ain't gonna get all large. Believe me, I've seen too many horrible results from marriage. Uh, hello, Arch. Perfect example. Hiya, Finnegan. Uh, oh, top tip. Top tip? That's tip top. I know, but I'm feeling a little backward today. Well, that's normal. Uh, let's... Let's see. Who could have sent that valentine? You got a valentine, Arch? Yeah, it seems there's a dame in love with me. Love? Yeah, love. Love? Look, you know what love is, don't you? Well, I know it has something to do with dames, but from there on, I ain't too clear. <laughs> well, I'll try to explain it. You see, Finnegan, in biology, uh, there's two kinds of genders, you see. Uh, men and women. I assume you know what marriage is. Oh, Sure. That's what you gotta have before you get a divorce. Yeah. Well, that's one school of thought, but uh, to put it more succinctly, uh, marriage is, uh, well, it's uh, sort of a friendship that gets loused up. <laughs> now, Frenigan, the point of this talk is I want you to promise me if you ever see a dame getting me in a clutch, yeah? Unclutch me. <laughs> Break it up. You know, help me use me willpower. I certainly will, Arch. Thanks. You don't think I'm going to let a dame come between us? Living <laughs> an old man, how does it feel to be an idiot? Well, not too bad, Arch. The trouble is the hours are so long. Leave us quit this nonsense talk now. Now, who could have sent this valentine? Maybe I better forget about it. Shelly Winters will be coming down here any minute. Shelly Winters. Humph! And what's the humph? Well, not that I want to take anything away from Shelly Winters. Go ahead. Take it away. You need it more than she does. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is she's been a very lucky girl. You should be rolling the same pair of dice. 
<laughs> what do you mean, lucky? She's got brains and beauty and talent. Yeah, but where would that get her if Edison hadn't invented motion pictures? You call that lucky? What else? Look, Archie, be honest. Yeah. Suppose a movie producer needs a star for a picture and he has to choose between Shelley Winters and me. Who does he pick? Shelley Winters. There you are. It's a 50-50 chance and she wins. <laughs> Believe me, one screen test and I'd have Ray Milan and Clark Gable chasing me, too. What a baseball bat. <laughs> You'd have Ray Milan and Clark Gable chasing you. They wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot Louisville slugger. And if you think you're so hot, why don't you try to get into the movies? What? I'd have men bothering me morning, noon, and night. <laughs> <laughs> men bothering you? That's bad? Frankly, I'm bored with men. Oh, no. This from a dame that sits in the front row at circuses waiting for a human cannonball to overshoot the mark. <laughs> Get aboard with men. Arch, is this dame annoying you? Yeah, very much. Well, beat it, sister. This man has already been spoken for. <laughs> Say, Arch. Yeah? I've been given quite a lot of thought to what you told me. You've been given a lot of thought, mm. huh? Well, good for you, Finnegan. Only I forget what it is. <laughs> okay, I'll explain it again. Now, and this goes for you, too, Planyaslavnik. Uh, you guys gotta help me uh, to keep me willpower, you know. Now, if a dame starts making passes at me, what do you do? Well, we break it up. Right. Now, how are you gonna do it? Very simple. I merely say, Madame... I believe you dropped your handkerchief. Then when she bends over to pick it up... Yes? I kick her right in the teeth. <laughs> well, ain't exactly Emily Posty, but at least it'll be effective. Now, let me see this Valentine. Hey, it is. I didn't notice. What's under the heart? What's under the heart? Yeah. The liver. <laughs> No, I mean, what's under the heart on this valentine? It's a poem. See here, roses are red, licorice is black. Kiss me, sweetheart, and I'll kiss you back. Hey, wait a minute. This proves it. I know who's after me. Who? Shelley Winters. Shelley Winters, are you kidding? Look, Miss Duffy, this is poetry, ain't it? Yeah. Did you ever hear of a poet named Byron? Yeah. Keats? Mm-hmm. Did it ever occur to you that there is also a poet named Shelley? <laughs> and as further proof, just take a look at this word. What word? Sweetheart. Please, this is so sudden. <laughs> Please. Miss Slavnik, I'm talking about the word sweetheart in the poem. And Miss Duffy... In the word, sweetheart, what's the first two letters? S-W. I suppose it's a coincidence that Shelley Winter's initial is also S-W? <laughs> Finnegan, you better keep your eye on me tonight and watch that willpower. I'm afraid the dame has interior motives. Don't worry, Arch. We'll protect you. I think I'll need it. You know, she's, 
She's at that dangerous Hollywood age. Between husbands. So don't forget your promise, fellas. The first time you see a gleam in your eye, I want you to quick hop in and frustrate her. Well, you better put your frustrators on quick, because there she is coming in the door right now. Oh, brother, look at those. I mean, look at that. <laughs> Arch, don't forget, willpower. Okay, Finnegan, I'll play it safe. I'll only look her in the face. <laughs> yes, sir, I'll, I'll bridle me passions. I'll stifle myself. I'll dam up me emotions. Hello, Archie. Run for the hills, boys. <laughs> the dam has burst. Well, Shelley Winters. Well, Archie, th this is the first time I've ever... Just a second, Miss Winters. I happen to know how you feel, but I'm sorry. The answer is definitely No. Well, that's a cool greeting. Coolness is as coolness does. Atta boy, Arch. Archie, Archie, aren't you even going to shake hands? Well, I'll shake hands, okay, but uh, just a quick one. <laughs> All right, then I'll take off my glove. What's that? I'll take off my glove. Oh, no, you don't, sister. <laughs> Thank you, Finnegan. Here. Look, Miss Winters, I want you to know that you mean nothing to me. What? You heard me. Them soft blue eyes, they, they mean nothing. That beautiful blonde hair and them lips. <laughs> Gorgeous figure and them terrific legs. They do nothing to me, see? <laughs> Say, boss, boss, what? here. What? Your eyes, they just popped out of their sockets. <laughs> Say, you're cute. Don't say that. <laughs> but you are. I know, but don't say that. <laughs> All right, I won't say it. You won't say what? <laughs> you're cute. Please say it again. Look, cut it out, Shelly. I can see right through you. What? I don't mean that. I mean this clumsy attempt to make me jealous. You know, you, you're just a moth to a flame. Just another one of the bats in me belfry. Bats in the belfry is right. Uh, now, please, uh, leave us forget the past and uh, get the conversation back to the drawing room. Now, tell me, uh, what are they... Uh, what are they talking about in good old... <laughs> you know, you're quite a dish. Archie, my face is up here. Oh, yes. <laughs> By the way, that, uh, that dress you're wearing. Oh, it's really nothing. You're so right. Hello. <laughs> Must say for you, though, Miss Winters, that with a figure like yours, you don't need clothes. Uh, me, uh, tell me, uh, what are people talking about in uh, good old Hollywood these days? Oh, the same thing. Each other. Oh, though. I wonder if they still remember me out there. You know, I once starred in a picture for Paramount. 
Oh, yes, they're still talking about you. Yeah, huh? What are they saying? I don't know. I'm a lady. I always leave the room. <laughs> well, tell me, uh, what pictures you've been making lately? Well, uh, I just finished a Technicolor picture for Universal. Uh, well, what's it called? Frenchie. It's called Frenchie, hmm? Hmm. Arch, don't forget, your willpower. <laughs> don't worry, I'm just toying with the dame. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Archie, uh, do you mind if I sit down? No, uh, sit down on that bar stool there. Uh, speaking of the movies... Uh, Archie, uh, this bar stool is rather high. Uh, we keep it that way so the customers won't feel small if they don't buy a second drink. <laughs> uh, speaking of movies... It's uh, so nice to sit down. All these high heels are killing me. They're killing me, too. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of movies... Archie, uh, do you think these black stockings go well with these shoes? Black stockings? Yeah, very well. Uh, Mooking of speakies... Uh, <laughs> uh, Making of uh, spookies... Uh, Archie, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with me? Uh, uh, nothing. Nothing. Nothing that a cold shower couldn't cure. <laughs> Quiet, Panya Slavnik. Uh, 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 Miss Winters, uh, speaking of Hollywood... Uh, by the way, you've got a run in your stocking. Oh, uh, I'll have to fix it. Uh, can I help you? Uh, I mean, uh, may I... May I get you a needle and thread, Miss Winters? Well, well, that would be very sweet of you, Archie. Not at all. In fact, I think you're a very sweet boy. Really? And handsome, too. Honest? <laughs> of course. Cross your legs and hope to die? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Cross your legs and hope to die. It's uh, the name of a new book. <laughs> uh, speaking of books, uh, have you read any good stockings lately? <laughs> I mean, books? Oh, yes, I have. Uh, that's nice. Uh, anything new? Yes. What? The new Kinsey Report. <laughs> that did it. Shelley, I'm a dead duck. May I have the pleasure of your next marriage? Archie, is, is this a, a, a sincere proposal? You think these goose pimples are spalsies? <laughs> Of course it's a proposal, so what do you say? Well, I'll, I'll have to think it over. Well, why? You, you just told me I was sweet. Yes. And, and handsome. Um, I'm sorry, Archie, but the man I marry must have a lot of money. Well, it was nice while it lasted. <laughs> No matter what you now take for headache relief, we urge you to try Anison for the incredibly fast relief these tablets bring the next time you're suffering from a headache. Now, the reason Anison is so wonderfully fast-acting and effective is this. Anison is like a doctor's prescription, 
That is, anison contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven, active ingredients in easy-to-take tablet form. Thousands of people have received envelopes containing anison tablets from their own dentist or physician, and in this way, discovered the incredibly fast relief anison brings from pains of headache, neuritis, or neuralgia. So, the next time a headache strikes, take anison for this wonderfully fast relief. Anison, A-N-A-C-I-N. Anison at any drug counter in handy boxes of 12 and 30, economical family-sized bottles of 50 and 100. Look, Shelly, you got to marry me. I'm sorry, Archie, but I can't break a promise. A promise? Yes, I promised myself that the next time I got married, it would be for money. Got to have money, huh? Absolutely. Well, uh, I ain't exactly saying that I'm filthy rich, but I ain't exactly saying that I'm filthy poor, neither. No, it's just filthy. (laughs) Thank you. You see, Shelley, if I wasn't rich, you'd think this peasant would insult me. (laughs) But if you have so much money, why do you work in a place like this? Look, Shelley, this tavern is just a hobby with me. You think if I worked here, I could afford to own a Rolls Royce with a mink tail on a radiator cap? (laughs) Which reminds me, Yasha, Yasha, take the Rolls Royce down to one of my oil wells and fill it up with diesels. I'm beginning to be impressed. You ain't heard nothing yet. I... Oh, excuse me, the phone. Probably me wealthy stockbroker. Hello? Oh, hello, Whitcomb. Duffy, it's your night. Uh, tell me, Whitcomb, uh, how are all me stocks and bonds on Wall Street? Uh-huh. And uh, what about Consolidated Amalgamated Inc.? <laughs> huh? They've incorporated... God, they've done it again. Buy a million more shares. Uh, and this time, not just them little common ones. <laughs> Get me the big ones, the preferred. Uh, very good, Whitcomb. And by the way, what happened to maternity ward? <laughs> uh-huh. I see. And what about consolidated can? Bottom dropped out, huh? Well, in that case, I'll tell you what you do. Uh, buy me 10,000 shares of social securities. <laughs> Thanks, Whitcomb. Well, things seem to be popping in Wall Street. Yes, it sounds like a real bull market. Well, <laughs> now that I've proved how rich I am, can you think of any reason for us not getting married? No, but I will. Just give me a second. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, how about your background? Huh? Your family. Oh, them. Well, uh, Grand Pater was also a millionaire, you know. In fact, I shouldn't really talk about our family fortune without giving him credit. You know, he was the original flounder. <laughs> Start as a poor boy, too. He may flowered it over here with Grandmama. And they was lucky enough to pick up Pennsylvania at the right price. <laughs> So I grew up on the estate and went to college. <laughs> oh, what, what college did you go to? Well, Dad wanted me to go to Harvard and Mother wanted me to go to Yale. What happened? They compromised. That's when Dad built Princeton. 
So, you see, Shelly, I have both money and background. So what do you say we take me two yachts and start on a little honeymoon? Two yachts? Yeah, marked his and hers. <laughs> now, leave us quit wasting time. Yash, if Duffy calls, tell him me and Shelly is on our way down to Little Church around the corner, huh? Little Church around the... Oh, no, you don't, sister. Then again, please, stay away from this. But, Arch, what about your willpower? I know, but this time I'm really in love. In love, he says. This is what he is telling all his wives. Oh, no. Panya, Slavnik, please, stay and, away from this. And Miss Winters, did he tell you he has 12 wives and 48 children? 48 children? One for every state in the union. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. And where are the wives? Standing by for Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> Shelly, please don't listen to them. They're nuts. Can't you tell just by looking at them that they're nuts? I don't know. Around here, there's no basis for comparison. <laughs> Look, everybody, will you shut up and forget that willpower stuff? I'm, I'm proud to say that I have conquered me willpower. This dame I want to marry. You want to marry? Yeah. After I spent all that dough. What dough? The dough I spent on that valentine. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's a word from RCA Victor. It's a great life this week for television enthusiasts. Yes, the current issue of Life magazine, dated February 12th, contains a really thrilling double-page advertisement showing RCA Victor's complete new 1951 series of million-proof television, America's favorite television, owned most, proved most, and now more wonderful than ever. Your whole family will pour over and purr over the detailed pictures and descriptions of 14 new RCA Victor models, each more glamorous than the last. Table toppers, consoles, and television radio phonograph console combinations. Cabinets ranging from an exquisite 18th century low boy to a stunning modern swiveler. 14, 17, and 19-inch screens with such beautiful pictures... Well, you'll simply have to see them to believe them. So run, don't walk, to the nearest RCA Victor dealers and meet all the glamorous new million-proof models in real life. Here's hoping you can take home your favorite set soon and start having the time of your life enjoying the life of your time with matchless RCA Victor television. Listen again next week, friends, to Duffy's Tavern, the Friday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by Chesterfield, the cigarette that has for you mildness with no unpleasant aftertaste. The best cigarette for you to smoke. By the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, neuralgia. And by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. Listen tomorrow evening for The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall, the Saturday night feature of the All-Star Festival.
Duffy's Tavern, starring Ed Gardner, with special guest Shelley Winters, from February 9th, 1951. Also heard in the cast, Burt Gordon, Hazel Shermit, and Sid Raymond, with Harwood Hull announcing, as heard over NBC. Stick around, I'll give you our lineup for episode 28 of the Classic Radio Theater after this short break. Next time on episode 28 of the Classic Radio Theater, brought to you by the Bradford Exchange, we'll hear two sci-fi adventures of Dimension X, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to tune in to our next show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>